Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Over Easy. I hope you are doing well. My name is Manny, in case you are new here, or welcome back. So happy that you're here. Today is episode 23, and we're getting close to the end of 2021, which is quite exciting. I don't know about you, but the holiday season is like the favorite, my favorite time of year, uh, hands down. Other than my birthday, mm, then it's Christmas for sure. Um, But let's get into a rose, bud, and thorn before we get into today's episode. Okay, so my thorn is quite obvious. My thorn is that it snowed last night in Vancouver. And, you know, I love the snow. Uh, Very pretty, very fun to make snowmen and have snowball fights and stuff like that. But as I have gotten older, actually, I, I feel like it's just when I started driving, I just started hating the snow. It is just so impractical and at least for cities that get regular snowfall, it is well managed and the city has enough resources to have salt trucks and all that kind of stuff. But for a city like Vancouver that doesn't get enough snow to justify having multiple salt trucks, the snow management here is terrible. I remember one year in high school when I was taking public transit to school and it was snowing. I think I waited an hour and a half for the bus to come from the SkyTrain station to get to school. And then eventually school ended up being canceled. So I just had to go home anyways. So that was terrible. Um, But yeah, ever since I've just been getting older, like snow has just been not a fun time. And it's just reminds me of how impractical it is and always like that. So yeah, I mean, it is really pretty and I'm happy that it's snowing early. Like maybe we'll finally get a white Christmas this year, but all in all snow is like not the best thing if you actually want to be productive and do things. My bud is I am looking forward to the end of this week because I have my first two finals on Saturday and Sunday. Today's Monday. So that means by the end of next week, by the end of this week, sorry, I will be done with the bulk of my finals and I can just be chilling and relax. And I am so happy for that. Um, I hate this time of year, but I also like it. I don't know. I have like mixed feelings about final season. Obviously, I don't like the fact that there are finals, but I'm really happy for it to be over. Uh, It's been a pretty chill day. I've just been studying and being at home since it is snowing. I didn't really want to leave the house. So yeah, it's been it's been pretty chill, I guess. But I am really excited for when my first two finals are over because then I'll just have one left and I can more so chill and do other things while also studying for my final. My rose is that hmm. my rose is that I took my car to get serviced this morning and this is a really random rose but for the service it takes like multiple hours like I brought it in at 9:30 this morning and it's currently 1:30 and it's still not done yet. Um so it takes multiple hours for it to get serviced. It's basically like one of the big services that tops off everything and just gives your car a last check. But anyways, the rose for that is that I got a loaner car, which is so exciting. Um, I was looking forward to it all week, pretty much. I don't know why. I just thought the idea of like driving a different car and trying out a different car would be super fun. And basically, I got a similar car. I drive a Volkswagen. So I drive a Volkswagen and it's an SUV. But for my loaner car, I got a sedan, which is like a smaller car. And I thought it was pretty cool to be able to drive something new just for fun and see what it's like. And I don't think I could ever go to driving a sedan full-time because I'm used to driving an SUV, but it's been a cool experience and I really like that. But anyways, yeah, that's my check-in. It's been a pretty good week so far and I've been having a good time overall. Just a little, I'm not even stressed about finals. I'm like at the point where I'm like, oh my God, get this over with. I really don't even care anymore. Like that's me. But today's episode might be a little bit lengthy, so I want to start as soon as possible. I had this fun idea that I am going to take the 16 personalities test live right now on air. Um, If you don't know, the 16 personalities test is also known as the MBTI, which basically gives you four letters and categorizes everyone into 16 personality types. I've taken it before. So let's talk about my past results. And I wonder if I'm going to get the same thing. So before I have gotten, I've taken the test multiple times. I've gotten ENFP. 
I've got, gotten uh, ENFJ and I've also gotten INFP and I remember INFP is my most recent result so I wonder if I'm going to be the same thing. Just a side note though about personality tests, I took a personality psychology class in second year and I learned basically all about why personally, persa- per- I can't even say it personality tests are very flawed um it's really hard to categorize people into 16 categories even if it as specific as it can get a lot of these personality types these personality characteristics are on a spectrum so even if you are categorized as an introvert your level of introvertness might not be the same as someone else's level of introvertness so that's why i think i've switched from e and i because i'm quite an ambivert not really introvert or extrovert i would say recently i'm more introverted but i've been an ambivert before so i've always had like results switch on me but let's get into the personality test and i'll also kind of briefly explain my results or not my results but my answer to the questions if I think it's applicable. So I have it pulled up on my computer here. And the first question is, you regularly make new friends. I'm going to say mildly disagree with that. Um, Not regularly, that's for sure. You spend a lot of time so you spend a lot of your free time exploring various random topics that pique your interest. I'm going to go slightly agree with that. Um, I've had a lot of different interests in the past, whether it be like uh, embroidery or painting or crafting, whatever, a lot of these kinds of like artsy things I find a lot of enjoyment out of. So I always try different things. And I would say actually one of my flaws is that I'm really bad at follow through for a lot of things. When I was younger, I would have a lot of different interests and hobbies, but I could never like fully stick to one and my follow through was really bad essentially. Okay. Seeing other people cry can easily make you feel like you want to cry too. I'm going to go heavily agree on that. I cry so often now. You often make a backup plan for a backup plan and I will go moderately agree. Um, I'm just a type A person and plans are always like my sense of comfort, my source of comfort, I would say. So that is a definite for sure. You usually stay calm even under a lot of pressure. I'm going to go slightly agree with this. Um, I don't get stressed. I will say that like in final season and stuff like that, I rarely ever get like visibly stressed, but in a circumstance where There are some circumstances, at least, where I get very anxious, so that's definitely true. At social events, you rarely try to introduce yourself to new people and mostly talk to the ones you already know. I'm going to go moderately agree on this. That's for sure. You prefer to completely finish one project before starting another, so I'm going to go moderately disagree. Like I was saying earlier, I used to have a lot of like interests as a kid and as a teenager, and I would never follow through with all of them, and I would just kind of like leave it and then start a new one, so yeah you're very sentimental i am so super sentimental like nostalgia is one of my favorite feelings in the entire world um i don't know why it's just like i love nostalgia and the feeling of being very scenty that's just me you like to use organizing tools like schedules and lists that's a extremely strong agree there those are my life i was just explaining to my boyfriend the other day about the way that I organize my life and he literally said that I was psycho and that I'm so organized and I, I, I pride myself on that um, it's just the way that I have been ever since I was little but I was also surprised that like more people aren't like me because you know I have basically an iCal on my computer where I schedule like long-term events you know my recurring weekly schedule and whatever might pop up and Right now, like it's December 6th today, I am planning my schedule for the upcoming January semester already just because I like to get a good idea of when I will have time to do homework, when I should go to the gym and all this kind of stuff. But I I figured out that not a lot of people do that and I thought I was normal, but I guess not. Even a small mistake can cause you to doubt your overall abilities and knowledge. I'm going to go slightly, mm, slightly disagree with this. Um, I think I've gotten a lot better at not completely crumbling when I make a small mistake. You feel comfortable just walking up to someone you find interesting and striking up a conversation. I'm going to go moderately disagree. Definitely don't do that um, at all. 
You are not too interested in discussing various interpretations and analyses of creative works. I'm going to go moderately disagree with that. One of my favorite things to do is go to museums and stuff like that and talk about or also just think about how things can be interpreted and why things are the way they are. So I really like doing that. Okay, next. You are more inclined to follow your head than your heart. I'm going to go slightly disagree. I'm quite a pros and cons list person when I have decisions to make. And I would say if it's an important decision, I've definitely like hashed out all the possible outcomes and all the stuff like that before I make the decision. You usually prefer just doing what you feel like at any given moment instead of planning a particular daily routine. Heavily, heavily disagree. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm just such a routine person and even if my routine changes I like to schedule in in my calendar like I basically do like time blocking but extreme um, I time block in like when I'm doing my morning routine when I should be eating lunch when I am playing Animal Crossing like all these kinds of things are scheduled in in my day so that I know that I've done everything that I need to do whether it be for school or work or whatever and also relax time. You rarely worry about whether you make a good impression on people you meet. I will go moderately disagree on that one. Um, I think I replay a lot um, conversations that I have with people, especially if I meet them for the first time. You enjoy participating in group activities. I don't know what this means. I'm going to guess like team activities. I'm right now like the first thing that comes to mind is like I enjoy group fitness classes So I'm going to go moderately or just slightly agree, I guess. You like books and movies that make you come up with your own interpretation of the ending. Um, I'm going to go with slightly disagree with that because I really actually hate when book endings are not concrete and they don't have an answer. I guess I'll go moderately disagree then. Your happiness comes from comes more from helping others accomplish things than your own accomplishments. I will go moderately agree with that. You are interested in so many things that you find it difficult to choose what to try next. Mm, I would say that was more true for me when I was a teenager, but now that I'm an adult, I will only, I will say slightly agree. You are prone to worrying that things will take a turn for the worse. Moderately agree for sure. I'm a very like what if person and also I've like always think of the worst possible scenario that could happen. You avoid leadership roles in group settings. I'm going to go moderately disagree with that. Although I'm not a very outspoken person, uh, it depends on the situation actually. For a lot of circumstances where everyone else is very quiet and timid, I will say that I take charge. Um, I will naturally take charge because it like actually really bothers me when everyone in the group is like not willing to speak up so I'm like okay well then I'll speak up I guess but if it's like there's a lot of strong personalities already in a group setting I will most likely like kind of tone it down and like wait to see what they say just because I don't want to also be clashing with them you are definitely not an artistic type of person I'll go strongly disagree although I'm not like actually talented in drawing I'm not the best drawer um I I really like crafts and bullet journaling and stuff like that. So I would say I'm artistic, but just not like a good drawing or drawing or (laughs) drawer. You think the world would be a better place if people relied more on rationality and less on their feelings? Mm -hmm. I think relying on your emotions is important, but also relying on rationality is important. I think I'll, I'll go slightly disagree because I think you need an equal on each, not more rationality than feelings. Okay. You prefer to do your chores before allowing yourself to relax. This is very true. The way that I schedule my day is that I try to finish everything I can before um, I start to relax. Like I would rather like work from nine to one and then relax after 1 p.m. rather than like work from 9 to 11, then relax from 12 to 2 and then work again. Like I'd rather just work and do it all at once and then relax because it's really hard for me to come back to work after I relax. You enjoy watching people argue. I'm going to go moderately disagree with that. I don't know who would enjoy people arguing. You tend to avoid drawing attention to yourself. I will 
moderately agree yeah I would moderately agree whenever people bring up like my podcast or my YouTube videos to me in front of me in front of other people as well I get very like oh no I don't like when people talk about it and it's also because like when I record my podcast and my videos I feel like it's just me and you more so also just me it's kind of like a it's like that parasocial relationship that a lot of people talk about but yeah it it I forget that people actually watch my videos and stuff like that, so I don't like drawing attention to that. Your mood can change very quickly. Um, I'm going to go slightly disagree. I don't really think so. You lose patience. Actually, no, the last one, I'm going to go slightly agree. I, I think I've gotten a little more temperamental the last year. You lose patience with people who are not as efficient as you. I will definitely agree to that um in a lot of work situations and school situations just like a lot of things that like if I'm not doing it and I see that that person's being slow I get really frustrated and I'm also like just a very quick person in general um not in terms of like I guess I am quite quick like smart but I would say quick like actually quick like I do things very quickly um when I was in elementary school every year on my report card every single year the teacher's comments would just be like, oh, Manny should slow down and take the time to check her answers because I was always a person who rushed through things and might make mistakes because of that. But I honestly, I don't know. Now that I'm a little older, I prefer doing things a little more efficiently, even if it means it's not absolutely perfect. I would rather do it a little more quickly because you can just get so much more done. You often end up doing things at the last possible moment. Definitely moderately disagree. I am not a procrastinator. I start things like two weeks early. You have always been fascinated by the question of what, if anything, happens after death. Moderately agree for sure. That's something I think about a lot um, is what happens after people die. And honestly, like there's just you have no idea until you that happens to you because like, sure, people say that, you know, they might go to heaven or hell, but you don't know that. What if we all are just a simulation and when you die, you actually just wake up from the simulation? I don't know. So weird to think about. You usually prefer to be around others rather than on your own. I'm going to go slightly disagree with that. It just depends on with who, but more recently, I've definitely been more of a alone type of person. You become bored or lose interest when the discussion gets highly theoretical. Hmm. Maybe slightly agree. It, it, It depends on the topic. This is very broad, so yeah. You find it easy to empathize with a person whose experiences are very different from yours. I would say moderately agree. I I think I'm somewhat able to empathize. I think I'm like pretty good at empathizing with people. You usually postpone finalizing decisions for as long as possible. Hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I think I'm, I'm less in, oh my God, this is literally me acting out loud I was just about to say that I think I'm indecisive as I'm like literally being indecisive right now I think sometimes I'll wait to make decisions to hear what other people say but deep down when I talk to other people I already have my decision made in my heart so I'm gonna go slightly disagree with that you rarely second guess the choices that you have made Um, I would say slightly agree. I think once I've made a decision, I'm really good at just like not looking back because there's no point. Uh, I used to spend a lot of time ruminating over things like thinking about if I had said something else or thinking about whatever. Yeah, I, I don't do that as much anymore. I've learned that it's quite toxic and also quite harmful because like what is really the point when you can't go back and make a different decision? Next one, after a long and exhausting week, a lively social event is just what you need. I'm going to go strongly disagree. I I need to go to bed. You enjoy going to art museums. Moderately agree for sure. Love art museums. They're so much fun. Um, Whenever I go on vacation or just to a new place, I try to go to museums and stuff like that because I think they're so interesting. You often have a hard time understanding other people's feelings. I'm going to go slightly disagree. You like to have a to-do list for each day. Strongly agree to-do lists are literally what keep me going in life you rarely feel insecure 
I don't feel insecure as much anymore about my physical appearance. There are obviously going to be days where, you know, I'm like, oh, I don't look like so-and-so, but all in all, it's gotten so much better compared to when I was a teenager, which I'm really happy about. So I'm going to say slightly agree. I definitely do still feel insecure and not with physical appearance anymore, but more so about like, I don't know, personality being sometimes when like you're the most outspoken person in a group you get kind of insecure because you're like why is everyone being so quiet so that's kind of like what I'm struggling with right now you avoid making phone calls that's um a slightly agree for sure I don't make a ton of phone calls anymore I feel like if I were to look through my recent calls right now let's actually do it I'm gonna look through my recent calls and I'm gonna bet that it is my mom my boyfriend and that's probably it. And spam calls. I get a lot of spam calls. Um, yeah. So grandma, my boyfriend, my boyfriend, spam call. Um, so there's that. <laughs> I don't make a ton of phone calls anymore. You often spend a lot of time trying to understand views that are very different from your own. I would say moderately agree with this, especially when it comes to I don't want to get controversial, but when it comes to a lot of like fundamental rights and stuff like that, I I find it hard to understand why people have different views. So I try to understand as best as I can, but that is definitely something I think about a lot. In your social circle, you are often the one who contacts your friends and initiates activities. That's a disagree. I do not do that anymore much which is not good if your plans are interrupted your top priority is to get back on track as soon as possible definitely moderately agree Um, because I'm such like a time blocked schedule person if something kind of goes off or goes awry I try to go back to my schedule as much as possible but sometimes it's not really possible you are still bothered by mistakes that you made a long time ago Um, I would say slightly disagree I used to be a lot more of a ruminator as I said earlier but now I'm now I'm kind of just like it happened, like let it go. You rarely contemplate the reasons for human existence or the meaning of life. I strongly disagree. I like pretty much always think about that. I'm, you know, when I get discouraged by like school or I'm not feeling as motivated, sometimes I remember that like we're just specks of dust literally flying on a rock floating in outer space. And then I start like questioning why I'm putting in so much effort into these superficial things. A lot of the things that we work towards nowadays are superficial goals that are created by human society. But like, why have I fallen into that? You know, I really wish it weren't like that, but obviously I don't have an alternative. I don't know what life would look like without capitalism, without the current society. So I can't say that I have a solution, but I do contemplate why like, I get so caught up in it because in the end of the day, it's not very important. Okay, the next one is your emotions control you more than you control them. Hmm. I'm going to go slightly agree. Uh, there are times when I'm very sad or I get very frustrated and I feel like I can't control it like I have to let myself express those emotions first before I can get a grip on things and feel back to normal you take great care not to make people look bad even when it is completely their fault uh definitely moderately agree next one we're almost done we're 80 percent done already your personal work style is closer to spontaneous bursts of energy than organized and consistent efforts that's definitely a moderately disagree I think with my studying and working it's I'm very consistent and able to discipline myself um, rather than rely on energy or motivation because that's just honestly not reliable at all like there are going to be times when I'm not motivated for weeks and I can't just drop everything and not work at all for the next few weeks like sadly that is not how the world works when someone thinks highly of you you wonder how long it will take them to feel disappointed in you Um, I'm gonna go disagree slightly disagree with that Um, I think again with like the less insecurities that I've had as I've grown up I am like willing to or able to take compliments now which is definitely a lot healthier you would love a job that requires you to work alone most of the time I'm gonna go slightly disagree um 
I think I would definitely get lonely. I like the balance that I have now where I can work and do my podcasts and videos and do those alone, but also work another job, uh, math tutoring or whatever, and I get to work with other people. But definitely, I feel like if I were to work in a job that was fully with other people, I would. I think I would get a little overwhelmed. And then also like fully alone, I think I would get very lonely and also just not be able to bounce off ideas off other people. Like I think that's a great benefit to working with others is being able to share ideas and brainstorm and have new ideas but if you're constantly working alone that might be a little hard next up you believe that pondering abstract philosophical questions is a waste of time i'll go slightly disagree i don't do it a ton but i don't think it's a waste of time you feel more drawn to places with busy bustling atmospheres than quiet intimate places I'm gonna go disagree. Uh, I'm like comparing right now a club and a library and right now a library definitely seems more attractive to me. You know at first glance how someone is feeling. I'm gonna slightly agree. I think I've gotten a lot better at reading people right away, especially I think this is because of my experience with working with kids. It's really important to be able to read the situation right away and like not have to push them because sometimes kids they just come in with a bad mood and you just got to take it and it's important that you don't push them or make them more upset because obviously that's not what you want to happen all right next one you often feel overwhelmed uh not often but i do feel overwhelmed so i'm gonna go slightly disagree you complete things method methodically without stepping over skipping over oh my god i can't read you complete things methodically without skipping over any steps i want to go slightly agree you are very intrigued by things labeled as controversial um moderately disagree i do like observing things that are slightly controversial this is more so like people um i love watching documentaries or commentary videos about people that are slightly controversial just because i like to gather all the facts and then kind of make my own opinion to myself but um it's not something that I actively seek out all the time. Maybe like once in a blue moon, I'll go on a YouTube binge and watch some controversial YouTube commentary videos, but yeah, not a ton. You would pass along a good opportunity if you thought someone else needed it more. I'll go slightly disagree with that. Um, yeah. You struggle with deadlines. Hard disagree. Um, I don't really deadlines are literally what keep me going in life um i feel like if i don't have a deadline then that is like i don't do things i don't get things done you feel confident that things will work out for you as much as it is hard to believe at times i'm gonna go strongly agree because eventually that is just how life works and things will work out for us okay the last part is just filling in your gender and now i get to see my results i wonder what i'm gonna get oh I got a different one. What the heck? I got INFJ, which is the advocate, and I am 66% introverted, 59% intuitive, 67% feeling, and 82% judging. Whoa. Okay, so let's go over that in more detail. So mind is the trait, how we determine how we interact with our environment, which is the introverted one. Uh, intuitive refers to the trait that shows where we direct our mental energy. Interesting. I've never gotten, have I? INFJ, ENFP, INFP. Oh, wait, no, I always get intuitive. Yeah. Um, nature is determines how we make decisions and cope with emotions. Yeah, I I got feeling. I would say that's true. And then tactics. This is the one that has switched on me a bunch of times. The trait that reflects our work, planning, and decision-making, and that's judging. Interesting. My identity, the trait that underpins all others, showing how confident we are in our abilities and decisions, is assertive. Yeah, I definitely think I've gotten a lot more assertive with time. Okay, let's see... Advocates are the rarest personality types of all. Still, advocates leave their mark on the world. They have a deep sense of idealism and integrity, but they aren't idle dreamers. They take concrete steps to realize their goals and make a lasting impact. There's this phenomenon, though, when I learned this in my first psych class ever, Psych 102 at UBC, where 
like personality tests, they make a vague statement and they're like, oh my God, that is so me. I can't remember what it's called. I'm going to search it up right now. Okay. Yeah. It's called the Barnum effect or the Forer effect, um, where people give high accuracy ratings to descriptions of their personality that are supposedly tailored specifically to them, but they're actually vague and general enough to apply to a lot of people. So although these statements like feel like they're talking about me to a T, um, I'm going to take it with a grain of salt because I know that it's super vague and could apply to anyone and everyone reading this would feel the same way. But anyways, let's see. So standing up for what is right, advocates generally strive to do what's right and they want to help create a world where others do the right thing as well. This is so true. I feel like I'm such a like goody two shoes. And I think if you've listened to a few episodes, you can definitely tell that as well. Ever since I was a kid, I was like such a goody two shoes and I would never break the rules. Like to this day, I don't like to jaywalk and stuff like that. So that's definitely so true. Oh my gosh. I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be, I'm going to fall victim to the Barnum effect. People with this personality type may feel called to use their strengths, including creativity, imagination, and sensitivity to uplift others and spread compassion. Wow. Concepts are like ego. ego oh my God. I cannot talk today. Concepts like egalitarianism and karma can mean a great deal to advocates. Advocates may see helping others as their purpose in life. They are troubled by injustice and they typically care more about altruism than personal gain. As a result, advocates tend to step in when they see someone facing unfairness or hardship. Many people with this personality type also aspire to fix society's deeper problems in hope that unfairness and hardship can become things of the past. Whoa. Wow. That is very true. Advocates may be reserved, but they communicate in a way that is warm and sensitive. This emotional honesty and insight can make a powerful impression on the people around them. Advocates value deep, authentic relationships with others, and they tend to take great care with other people's feelings. That said, these personalities also need to prioritize reconnecting with themselves. Advocates need to take some time alone now and then to decompress, recharge, and process their thoughts and feelings. Wait, so I actually have gotten an advocate before because I've gotten before... INFP, INFJ, and ENFP, or ENFJ, I don't remember. So I have gotten an advocate before, so that's interesting. Interesting, wow. I definitely can agree to a lot of this. I think more so right now, like what clicks in my head right now is I'm thinking about how I interact with kids because like that's like 90% of my social relationships right now is talking to kids and stuff like that. And I feel like I really try to make a conscious effort in interacting with them in a way that uplifts them and I try not to be too biased when I talk to them so they can create their own opinions and their own conclusions. And I definitely do, especially as I get older, value deep, authentic relationships, as does everyone, I think. But this is definitely really important to me. I feel like hanging out with people where it's just like shallow or small talk conversation, I really don't like anymore. And I would just more so rather talk about real things with people, you know, talk about like one of my friends, Kiara, that I love hanging out with. And we only see each other like every six months or so because she goes to school in Toronto. But Every six months or so, she'll come back and we'll talk about so so much random stuff like philosophical topics and like what the meaning of life is. And it's just like such a fun time all the time. And I really like doing that. Let's keep reading. At times, advocates may focus so intently on their ideals that they don't take care of themselves. Advocates may feel that they aren't allowed to rest unless they've achieved their unique vision of success, but this mindset can lead to stress and burnout. I think I'm definitely a lot healthier with uh, taking time to rest now, which is good. Advocates might find themselves feeling especially stressed in the face of conflict and criticism. These personalities tend to act with the best of intentions and it can frustrate them when people don't appreciate this. At times, even constructive criticism may feel deeply personal or hurtful to advocates. Oh my God, it is literally me. I cannot take constructive criticism at all. I cannot even take, even when the comments are not about me directly or something about me directly but it's something relating to me I get so butthurt and I'm I take it so personally and I like start to cry I cannot take constructive criticism which is not good many advocates feel compelled to find a mission for their lives 
They are well suited to support a movement to right a wrong, no matter how big or small. Advocates just need to remember that while they're busy taking care of the world, they need to take care of themselves too. That is so cute. Okay, let's go on to strengths and weaknesses. So strengths are creative, insightful, principled. Oh my God, I'm so principled. Passionate, altruistic. Yeah, and when I think about that, those are things that definitely apply to me. And I would say like are special to me. You know, like I'm sure that a lot of people can relate to being creative and insightful and all this, but I think like these traits are what make me stand out versus other people. Wow. Wow. Advocate weaknesses. Let's do this one. Sensitive to criticism. Um, We've already talked about that, but I'm so sensitive. I cannot. And especially if yeah if it's like something it says here especially when it is an issue that is near to their hearts like for me especially the closer you get to hitting a sensi zone I get more and more personally upset we used to have this term in high school that in high school we would joke about it but we called it the njz which is the no joke zone Um, and I feel like now things that are in my no joke zone if you criticize them or even talk about them negatively I will cry probably so (sniffs) haha someone help me grow thick skin please reluctant to open up advocates value honesty but they're also private yeah I would say so I think I know a lot of people like in my life right now I have a lot of social connections but I would say not a lot of them know who I truly am and Really, I think the most authentic place that I am, apart from with personal relationships like my boyfriend and my family and all that, is my podcast. I I don't think I am really like this, the way that I am on my podcast, anywhere else in life, which is really weird because one other big thing that I like to trouble myself with is that I am a burden when I talk about my personal issues or whatever. So I don't like to talk about them much in front of other people, but on a podcast when I'm the only one talking this is the perfect place to unload all of my personal struggles right so I don't really open up in front of other people unless they are really like pushing it out of me but yeah I would say so I oh my god the next sentence when advocates don't ask for help they may inadvertently hold themselves back or create distance in their relationships so true okay next one is perfectionistic The advocate personality type is all but defined by idealism. This is so me. Um, More so than like in like when I'm doing things, I think when I'm thinking of solutions to conflicts, a lot of times when I try to think about a solution to a conflict or an issue that I'm going through, I make it very idealistic in that I think about solutions, but I don't think about the tangibility of them. I don't think about if it's actually achievable given the certain circumstances that are happening so that's definitely a flaw because yeah usually I need like a realist to bring me back down and that's perfect because my boyfriend is a realist so when I am crazy about doing all these things he's like hold on wait a sec like let's think about the actual tangibility of this situation next Weakness is avoiding the ordinary. So advocate personalities tend to be motivated by a sense of having a greater purpose in life. They might consider it tedious or unnecessary to break their big visions into small manageable steps, but they may be setting themselves up for frustration if they don't turn their dreams into everyday routines and to-do lists. Without these specifics, their goals may never materialize. Oh my gosh, so me, what the heck? I have a lot of goals and dreams about what I want to do in the future in the terms of like future career goals and all this stuff, but... I've never, yeah, I've never made like a to-do list to achieve my goals. I make to-do lists all the time with things that I need to do for school, things I need to do for my podcast and all this stuff, but I don't really for like big picture goals that I have for my life, which is very interesting. I'll think about that for sure. And I definitely am going to take that into consideration. The last one is prone to burnout. Advocates, perfectionism, and reserve may leave them with few options for letting off steam. Yeah, lol. Okay, I'm only going to go through a few other of the categories. One of them is going to be romantic relationships for INFJs. INFJs 
take the process of finding a romantic partner seriously. People with this personality type look for depth and meaning in their relationships, preferring not to settle for a match that's founded on anything less than true love. It can take time for advocates to find a compatible partner. Some people might think advocates are too choosy, and it's true that these personalities can have unrealistic expectations. Some advocates might hold out for a perfect partner or relationship that ultimately doesn't exist. Okay, so I'm going to go over that first part first because as I was reading it out, I can definitely think of some life situations that have applied to that. When I was going through my Tinder phase when I was single, I talked to a lot of people, but ultimately if I could sense that it wasn't right, I cut it off really quickly. Um, I think I'm thinking about it right now. I went on a couple dates when I was single. Uh, I was like dating two to three people, not at the same time, but just like I dated two to three people. We just went on a couple dates. We hung out and stuff like that. But after two dates, at most maybe three, I can tell usually when a relationship is not going to work out when I, when I don't believe that I will be the happiest there or I don't have I don't like they don't check all the boxes as bad as that sounds like not superficial boxes like oh are you tall or are you whatever but more so boxes like do you understand my vibes when I'm trying to eat and I don't really want to talk do you understand what to do when I'm stressed out or do you plan the dates out is it equal is it balanced like all these kinds of things that I can't say that there's like a specific criteria but a lot of it is about feeling it out and obviously that goes with hanging out with people and going on more dates but ultimately when I found that by like the second or third date I could tell that it wasn't going to work out I ended it very quickly and sometimes it was a little too harsh I would say I think I definitely could have been a little nicer but it's also just because like I kind of know what I want and I am not going to spend time like wasting my time like I I definitely could have been like a more bad person and led people on and continued going on those dates with those guys but ultimately I didn't want to waste their time or my own time because I feel like at the end of the day we could have spend more time doing better things which is meeting better people you know I don't know that's kind of how I feel about it and like when I look back I wasn't choosy on who I went on a date with because ultimately you can't really find out much about people until you hang out with them in person for the first time so I wasn't very picky about who I matched with or whatever like honestly on tinder you get like four photos how are you supposed to tell what people are like from that but after a date or two or three like I am very adamant about if I want to continue or not because I can just tell right away for me like it is so easy to tell so yeah definitely for sure I'm quite choosy I would say hmm I I will say though, like when I was single, I was very like interested in a lot of people because I liked getting to know people well and figure out. One of the things I love is I love figuring out people's life story and their context and how they got to where they are. So I think when I was little and even up until like before I was in my current relationship, I was interested in a lot of people. And like, I guess you could say I had crushes on people, a lot of people, because I was very interested in who they were. But they weren't very serious. I I only had a couple like very serious crushes throughout my life. And um, it was more so because I was interested in a person and getting to know who they were and their context in their life and stuff like that. Okay, let's continue. Once advocates do find a suitable relationship, they rarely take it for granted. Instead, they look for ways to grow as individuals and strengthen their connection with their partner. This can help advocates' relationships reach a level of depth and sincerity of which many people can only dream. I think I'm definitely working towards that in my current relationship. I do rarely take it for granted. I'm very thankful all the time that I have someone as supportive and amazing as my boyfriend, which I'm very like constantly thankful for. I keep a gratitude log in one of my planners and 
almost all the time my gratitude is like having my boyfriend getting to hang out with him like even simple things like him agreeing to see me when I know he's busy and when I know I'm busy like it's just like I've realized that people's time and energy is like you cannot take that for granted because there's like only a finite amount of time and energy in this world and them choosing to spend it with you is so amazing so amazing okay Okay, I'm curious about this one. I'm going to go to the parenthood uh, section and read it. I'm very curious about what I would be like as a parent. As parents, advocates tend to look at their relationships with their children as opportunities to learn and grow with someone they care about. These personality types also work to achieve another important goal, which is raising their children to be independent and all-around good people. Advocate parents generally strive to be devoted and loving toward their children at all times. As they imagine their children's futures, what advocates really look forward to is being able to interact interact, and connect as equals with the people they helped raise. Whoa. Oh my gosh. As their children grow, advocates may unconsciously project a great deal of their own beliefs onto them. People with this personality type often expect their children to demonstrate the same integrity and honesty that they expect from themselves. Okay. Yeah, this is definitely true. When I have goals or sorry, when I think about my children and the goals that I have for my potential children, this is so true. When I think about my goals for my future potential children that are not birthed yet, I one of the biggest things that I hope is that my children are generally genuinely generally and genuinely good people or person. I don't know how many kids I'm going to have like genuinely because I think that is so important and I don't know how I could live with myself if my child grew up and turned out to be not a nice person like if my kid is a bully in school I will cry and I will smack it so hard into them not actually smack them don't worry but I will just drill it so hard into their brains that bullying is not okay and that it's just so not good like I just genuinely hope that the children that I have will be genuinely good people in this world and will benefit it in some way because okay this is gonna be kind of weird but you know having children is already so costly that if you don't make up the benefits in like your children being good people like what is the point of having kids you know ultimately advocate parents tend to realize that it isn't a sign of failure if their children turn out differently than they expected instead they come to see it as a sign that they've successfully helped raise someone who has the ability to form their own ideals advocates children's often come to appreciate the combination of independence and integrity with which they were raised especially as they get older whoa that is definitely something that I see right now and a lot of the kids that I work with that I am like every time I see a kid that I don't like working with I like take notes about what parenting practices do I think led this kid to be this way and then I take note of I'm not gonna do that for sure because um that's no good yeah I definitely do that a lot with the kids that I work with now and I like to analyze a lot about what I think their parents are like what I think their home life is like just so I can take note of that and not replicate it when I'm a parent that being said I don't know if I want to be a parent um, because of these exact reasons of the fact that you have so much influence over your kid and over how they'll turn out in life like even things that you can't control I think I talked about this in another episode I'm getting like deja vu right now but even things that you can't control like where your house is located what neighborhood and all this kind of stuff that are in your control I guess because like ultimately it's like by income and all that stuff but those kinds of things are affected by our society the greater ideals of our society capitalism these kinds of ideals that you can't even control like I don't even know how I can handle that to be honest like these kinds of big things that affect children in so many ways nowadays that parents have no control of over whatsoever makes me very nervous. But anyways, yeah, I would definitely say that I hope that my children grow up to be very moral, be very goody two-shoes like I was because I think that 
it makes it a lot easier to not make decisions that you will regret when you're an adult, if that makes sense. I kind of just want my kids to be like me, but without the flaws, (laughs) which is obviously impossible. Everyone's going to have flaws. But yeah, one of the things that I'm really scared of, of having children is like passing down your flaws to your children, essentially, and them also having those flaws and you being able to see that, but not being able to do anything about it. It makes me very nervous. Okay, let's also go into career paths. This will probably be the last section that I go over because um, I don't know what I want to do with my life and I'm going to have this 16personalities.com tell me what career I should take. Okay, let's see. Advocates want to find meaning in their work and to know that they are helping and connecting with people. This desire to help and connect can make roles as counselors, psychologists, teachers, social workers, yoga instructors, and spiritual leaders very rewarding for advocates. Careers in healthcare can also be attractive options. Many advocates are also strong communicators. This explains why they are often drawn to careers in writing, authoring many popular books, blogs, stories, and screenplays. Whoa. That said, advocates can excel in a range of fields. Wherever they work, people with this personality type can find ways to help others. Whoa. That's so weird because one half of me is always drawn to being a counselor for kids, a school counselor, because I feel like I'm good at empathizing and listening and providing solutions or providing ways to find solutions. And then the other half of me is the writing part, which is podcasting and vlogging and all this stuff oh my god 16personalities.com literally knows who I am (laughs) I'm kind of joking because like obviously I know that personality tests are like supposed to encompass a bajillion people but I mean you gotta take it with some truth right so I guess I'm just gonna continue on the career paths that I am heading towards now which is Ideally for me, I would like to be a school counselor, but work not 40 hours a week, maybe work a little less than that, and then be able to also run my own podcast and YouTube channel on the side. Like I think what I'm doing now is like perfect for me because I find success, I find success and fulfillment out of both of them in different ways. And both ways are so nice that I like both of them. So Wow. Oh, in fact, it says here, many advocates have trouble deciding which job is best for them because they're able to imagine so many possibilities. This is literally me. I could see myself in any job and it makes me very overwhelmed and not fun. But anyways, I learned a lot about myself today in terms of this personality test. Wow. I'm so surprised. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I wonder if you take this test. Let me know what you got if you took this test as well before. We've all taken it, I'm sure. It's like the first thing people ask when they do icebreakers. So there's that. I hope you enjoyed. I will see you next episode. (gasps) Next episode's gonna be the one before Christmas, I think. Oh, that's so exciting. Oh my gosh, 2021 is coming to an end very soon and that is so exciting for me. But anyways, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I will see you in my next episode. Bye.